With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Outside your window may not be great, but here on Post Show Recaps, everything is Superman. It's the end of our Christopher Reeve Superman series here on Everything is Super. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by a man who is always questing for peace, Kevin Mahadeo. Have you found it yet, Kevin? Uh, Oh, Josh. Peace was never an option. Peace was never an option. (laughs) Different franchise, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. peace was never an option. I like Uh, that. Everything is excellent will happen someday. Everything is excellent. Not yet, but it will happen for sure. I like that we have to start off with the, like, you know, world outside your window, not great, but everything is super here. And it's like, is it, though, after this week's viewing... Kevin, I said at the end of the Superman 3 podcast that I was really curious to check out Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, because unlike Superman 3, I've definitely seen this one, and I had suspected that this was the one that I'd seen the most. Like, as a kid, like, it felt like I hadn't seen it in forever, haven't seen it since I was single digits, uh, like, really, 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 uh, like, like, very gone for me, um, but had this feeling that, like, maybe I'll just, like, I'll feel it the way that, like, I kind of, like, grokked elements of the first Superman uh, that we watched. And it was absolutely the case watching it again this week. Um, it's clearly not a great movie. It's clearly not even a good movie. But there are elements of it that I, I do think may have actual merit. But I also have to say uh, that in the same way that, like, I I cannot be unbiased about the phantom menace <laughs> i i cannot be unbiased about the quest for peace like a baby josh wiggler adored this movie and i was taken back to that place watching this there there are things about this movie that are just like they're part of like my most formative pop culture experiences so i have to say that i really did enjoy going back and watching superman quest for peace kevin well the uh, good news is i also experienced uh this movie a lot as a kid I clearly have wiped certain things from my memory. Like I going with in, kiss, I think I said it with a kiss. Um, a kiss I mean, that gives you it, a blank slate. So many things, though. Like, like I wiped Margot Kidder entirely from this film last week when we talked about. It, I was like, Lois Lane isn't in this movie, right? And she right. is quite a bit. Yeah, she's absolutely in this movie. Yeah, she's like deeply so in the film. I must have wiped her away. But here's the good news for our listeners. Uh, I am capable of separating myself from my uh, from my nostalgia and stuff, so I can definitely look at this movie uh, with that lens of just like, ooh, this is bad. And there's, I don't know, man. I'm curious to hear what the stuff is you think 
holds up slash redeemable as we um, go through. It's like I mean, some per- it's like performance stuff. I think um, uh, there's like there's some there's some imagery too that feels like relatively classic. Um, like the first scene, even with like on on the moon and like the 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 Russian astronaut like singing to himself, like yes, that started happening as like I remember this tune. Uh, wow. like, I rem- like, so like i can't separate myself like i can't do the thing where superman can can fight himself uh as two separate entities from superman 3 like i don't have that trick um like it's one we of those get you some artificial green kryptonite is what we need to do i guess it's like one of those things kevin where like uh like i'm i'm like uh being like considered for jury selection i'm like i cannot be on this jury <laughs> you know like, i am so biased uh what are your feelings I on can't. superman for the quest of uh, for peace i can't oh, I, I i love it i watched it so much as a child he needs to be removed from this jury your I can't. Honor. we can't I trust can't. this man's I judgment I, re- I recognize it's not a good movie uh i recognize that there's some stuff that's really bad like the, the clark and lois thing that they've got going on where it's like like she's what? gonna have she's gonna have a problem and like, this is also this is problematic, but also she's going to have like a medical issue. Yes, this is going to be, I think, just damaging on long term. This is like Men in Black style. Like, how many times are you flashy thinking me, Kay? Like, you know, like, they're going to give that long term. This is going to be dangerous for her health. Yeah. Uh, and not to mention the fact that this is not okay. Um, there is stuff in here that's not good. Like the um, special effects, but for example. Yeah, but the special effects haven't been phenomenal. Uh, Josh. <laughs> Josh. They haven't the been level phenomenal. Here. The level here. They keep reusing the same shot of Superman flying to the camera at least six times in this you movie. You know what, though? It's, uh, I, I maybe, I don't know. Um, I think, like, they're... Uh, the character of Superman for me, and especially, like, the earnest portrayal from Christopher Reeve, uh, affords some wait for it wiggle room for mm-hmm. me in in terms of like it's it's the amount of hokiness it can get away with um there is like a level of hokiness and just like outright like not strong quality that like feels like you know like uh like weekend cereal type stuff that like i'm i'm okay with like it do- it does not bother me that much um i, I cannot be biased remove me from the jury i, mean, I cannot here's be biased the thing. i don't disagree with you and i think for uh, me unbiased, that right? that hokiness and that level of like what's acceptable for like a goofy superman movie was superman 3 right and i think superman 4 unfortunately misses a bit of the mark despite the bones of it i think and this is what's gonna be interesting i think the bones of this movie is fascinating yeah this is i mean i said it several times here and there uh, but this movie, I think more than any of the others, is a straight up Silver Age Superman story. Like beat for beat, what's happening here is extremely Silver Age. And for those who don't know or who are joining us for the first time, the Silver Age of comics are sort of like the age of comics most people remember when they talk about comic books and talk about like kids reading comics. It's where like, it it's so crazy and so bombastic. Superman is getting hit with with like rays that give him like a giant head. The the flash is like you know really big, so he moves slow. Uh, Lois Lane changes races for a story. It's wild. It's crazy. It's goofy. It's silly. It's nonsense. The stories were very done in one, so everything was like finished in just a couple pages. Um, and it's very hokey, very ridiculous. And this movie is that. I think so many things that happen in this movie follow that trope. Even to the point of like Superman is like, I'm going to save the world, but by getting rid of the nuclear weapons feels very Silver Age in its conceit. 
So this movie, I think the, the ideas in it are very true to a certain era of Superman, but the execution is where it falls apart. And sure. I will have to say, you know, let's get some background really quick for people and just to set the stage about what we're going to do here, because I do think this informs a lot about what's going to happen. Superman 3 came out in 1983, right? And years pass. Years pass. This movie, the movie was not successful. Those uh, first three are like a quick succession. And then it's like a five year layoff. It's essentially, I think, four years between Superman 3. And that's just uh, in release. Uh, production clearly was was probably started, uh, you know, well, actually really quick. Um, so here's what happened. The movie was not a success. Superman 3 did not do what they were hoping it to do. The producers of the movie, the Salkins, decide to then sell the rights to the Superman film franchise to a group of uh, a brand new group of people on the block known as Canon Films. I don't know if you know Canon Films, Josh. And some of our listeners may know Canon Films, but Canon Films is legendary for several things. One being the most bonkers and short-lived production company in existence, and the group behind such classics as Breakin, Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo, uh, American Ninja, which oh, was I a remember classic American Ninja. American, American Ninja was Ninja. great. Great parachute pants in American yes. Ninja, if I recall. Um, Superman 4, of course, and most famously, Masters of the Universe. Oh, sure. Starring Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. Yes. These are they. This is the group that made all those movies. They bought... So, uh, artists. Huh? Artists. Artists. Like, brilliant artists. Uh, Artists. They were were a train wreck. It's incredible. They were making so many movies. They, They came in out of nowhere and were just, like, the biggest, like, when you when we when we talk about like um uh like oh, what is that thing uh Terudos or you know the um Elizabeth uh, Holmes right um and like and WeWorks and all these people who come in with like nonsense and for some reason are able to sell stuff like a fire festival like the people who come in and just be like I'm gonna make the be- best thing ever all you have to do is trust me give me your money and you will see such returns of dividends like those people that we that we exist and look at now would be nothing, I think, if not for the Canon Film Group. They are the first, I feel like, to come in and convince (laughs) a bunch of people to throw money at them with this weird idea of, like, we're going to do such returns. I don't know. But it's like, you know, I understand the perspective of people who are like, oh, they might be able they've got Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman's back, you know, like, they've got the ingredients. It's Superman. Yeah, and it, and honestly, if you look at the individual pieces, it totally works, right? But what they don't tell everyone else is that they're working on like 39 films. So the money that they're getting from Superman, they actually took and slashed the budget from like 40 million to like 15 million because they were like, we're going to put it somewhere else. And then the budget kept getting smaller because they were basically going bankrupt at the time that they kept doing this because they couldn't like maintain. Yeah. I highly recommend everyone check out this documentary. It's called um, Electric Boogaloo, The Rise and Fall of Canon Films, I believe is the full title. It goes over the history of the that organization. It is incredible. It's a fascinating, fascinating look at Hollywood at the time and just the American economy. It's amazing. Um, um, cool. But that's that's why we ended up here. That's why we ended up in a situation where we get this movie, right? Because the budget uh, the budget was slashed, um, so they had to reuse special effects. Um, a lot of people were not happy during the making of it. People were frustrated. There was a lot of butting heads. And really, if we just look at the runtime of an hour and twenty nine minutes, 
every other Superman movie has two, been two hours or more. That's a that's a great sign that well, this, your movie is going to be doing well. You know what? I think like some of some of it for me is like when I when I so when I watched it the other day, uh, it felt like I was watching a TV special. Like it felt like <laughs> I was watching like a holiday special almost. <laughs> But Superman some, Four is the Star Wars holiday special of the Superman franchise. Uh, but I, but I had some like I certainly, obviously, had some nostalgia for it um, for the reasons that I've explained, but for for other reasons as well, including like saying goodbye to Christopher Reeve. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's as a as a performer. I think he's excellent in this movie. Um, and like the movie begins like. I don't know, Kevin. I don't. I don't know that we need to go beat by beat. I think we can kind of like just have a conversation about this movie. Uh, like, I, I don't. I don't know that I feel up for doing the beat by beat. To be completely <laughs> honest with you, um, but there's so many hilarious things. There are, and we'll go over them for sure. Um, but like, Christopher Reeve as Clark Kent at at the farm on Smallville to like start the to start the film. Yeah. Um, I think is really powerful. I think he's like playing like a, like. A guy who like doesn't have human connection and yet like loves humanity. Uh, like I think that the way that he is playing this person who like to like frame that to the last scene he had or one of the last scenes he has in the movie um, where he he talks about how like I wish you could all see each other the way that I see you when he gives that speech to humanity. There's a lot of like power in in this portrayal of this lonely man who loves the world. Yes. Um and I and I think that he plays it really well and I think that there are some scenes in here including th- those two scenes specifically that I think um at least come close if not hit it for me as far as like the excellence of Superman and like the excellence of this character, this man who really wants to do right by everybody, but also feels this alien who feels alienated, who just wants to be one of you. Um, I think you get it really, really beautifully in, you know, the film beginning in Smallville. He refuses to sell the farm. His parents are gone. Um, I do can- love that joke, though, with the crib. I thought I did think that was funny where like the crib was like cracked and he's just like, what happened to this? And it's just like, well, your dad always said that, you know, Clark got upset and had a bad dream. <laughs> and like you can see Clark is like kind of like smiling and it's just like, yeah, he did. It's funny. He, he can't even play baseball with like someone from his past, like who mm-hmm. he hasn't seen in forever. And it's like this nice moment. The guy's like, you always sucked at baseball. Ha <laughs> ha. And then he leaves. And then like Superman just like fungos it out of the sky. Yep. Right. You know, he just like bombs he it out of existence. He smashed a different satellite um, that the Russians were on. <laughs> you know, so like there is there's just like I think that there's a lot of power in the Christopher Reeve as Superman uh, portrayal in this movie, knowing that it's the last one and then knowing Christopher Reeve's uh, story um, that, you know, not terribly long after this, a few years after this, he's going to have the accident um, that defines the the remainder of his life um, that has defined so much of his legacy and has uh, contributed uh, largely uh, to the reasons why he is, he is so legendary and inspirational um, you know, combining that stuff with his his portrayal of Superman. Like, I think it's so easy to dunk on Quest for Peace, and I think you're doing a disservice to to Christopher Reeve's work in the film. I think that he is he is actually really great, even if the writing severely fails uh, in so many places. Um, but I think it's I don't know. For me, it's sort of like a testament to the man who could like rise above that stuff i can almost imagine christopher reeve like saying to the writers of this movie like i wish you saw superman the way i see superman well (laughs) i think like he decides then to like 
I'm going to give it my best shot, and I am almost going to make you uh, forget that this is a not good movie, uh, but not quite successfully. I think, you know, you are right. He does a phenomenal job in this. And I think the, the, the key actors, like I think him, I think Gene Hackman, I think Margot Kidder, even though Margot Kidder was not giving some good stuff, um, really, really nail it out of the park. I think they did a really, really good job. Um, and I think Chris Reeve especially is a good call out because I think he did work really well to continue to be the Superman people had seen on screen, despite being, you know, given some lines that don't work. Uh, this is, so this is interesting because Christopher Reeve, I think this is pretty well known. It's pretty much, he did this movie because he wanted to do the scene that you're essentially talking about. Uh, not the Clark scene playing baseball, but the one, uh, with Superman going to the UN and Superman giving the speech at the end about the nuclear arms race and humanity as a whole. This is very important. Standing in front of the world and saying, I've decided that I am going to rid the planet of nuclear bombs. Yes. I was, I was watching. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that decision uh, from a Superman POV. I don't think Superman would do that, but he did learn a lesson at the end of it because that's that's important. Sure, um, but like he like really like you know he really wrestles with the choice, and he's yes. like I either I either have to be comfortable not doing anything or I have to do something. And this is like this is the crux of Netflix's Jupiter's legacy, right? Because <laughs> like there's all these stupid superheroes who are like <laughs> we're really powerful, but we don't interfere, we don't do shit, we don't stop war, we don't do anything, we just don't do anything. And Superman, we just sit around and prosthesize about and like, whether like or not that, to kill. And that and it like that's rendered very stupidly. Uh, sorry if you liked the show, didn't uh, over here. Uh, Did not. And and, and then like uh, in in this, like Superman's like basically having that internal debate, and then he's like, I'm I'm not comfortable with that. Like I'm not comfortable being that guy. And I think that that's such a, a compelling premise in the age of like the Superman um, archetype anti-hero, like the anti-Superman types, the homelanders of the world. Um, Like, I feel like Superman being like, I'm going to take it upon myself to do this thing that you all should be doing and you're not, but I have the power to do and I'm going to do it. And it becoming catastrophic in him, like realizing like, no, I couldn't do that. That wasn't good. But man, I just wish you guys would get rid of the nukes is basically where he goes to like, on paper, that arc is good. I on think. paper, that's what I'm saying. The bones of the this arc thing is, is good, great. And, there, and there are a couple of scenes that are postmarks on that that I think are great. And Kevin, and Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think on paper, not the way it comes about, and certainly right. not the execution, but the idea of a nuclear man is not the worst thing in the no, world. No, well, the, the, the thing is, is, like, all, all that you're saying, again, the bones are there, right? And I think totally. again, Chris, Chris Reeve did this because he wanted to give that speech, because he thought it would be so important to give that speech in front of the UN in this costume, super, you know, super, Superman costume. It's so important for the world to see, and so important to kids to see. And I think that's great, and I think that's interesting, I think that's fascinating, I love it. And he did phenomenally well in those parts you right like it, it as uh, he's he always does well in these movies in this role um i think the problems are again like the little things eventually get to you and again this is like nitpicky but it, it is like noticeable and it is like one of those moments i he has talked about before like that idea was originally supposed to be superman lands on 42nd street and walks to the un it's an iconic like street it's an iconic building Everyone knows what the exterior of the UN looks like. And the Canon Film Group refused to film that. So they did it somewhere in England. And it's just like, that's not the UN. So like, you know, like little things like that 
um, is why yeah, like you, you I don't bump care. and you, you Metropolis. hit We live in a world. It's in a world where you know New York City is ba- the Statue of Liberty is in Metropolis at this point. Yeah, but so it's like, very clearly New York City as a whole. Yeah, but I don't, like, it's fine. You know, that doesn't bother me at all. But yeah, and and it's 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 again those budget constraints, and I think those echo and reverberate. And the nuclear man of it on paper <laughs> could have been interesting. I think yeah. where we get into tricks again is like the choices they made versus what should have been obviously done instead. So like. You know, again, the UN part of it, I think there's interesting stuff there. I think that's fascinating. But, like, then there's the things like Lex Luthor, right? Like, let's get to the nuclear man. The Lex Luthor part of it. First off, first off, there's so much goofy stuff that happens. And I feel like this is where I get bumped for, like, because as much as, like, Superman talking to the UN is, 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 like, really great, you get Lex Luthor in a quarry, you know, smashing stones as you do, and here rolls up. In this, like, look at this cool car. John Cryer. Is John Cryer. Lenny Luther. Lenny Luther. Yeah. And, oof. What's even crazier is, like, he rolls up in this car to a quarry where prisoners are. The two cops are like, what's with this car? And he's like, oh, take a ride. And the cops are like, totally. Let's just get this stranger's car who rolled up to where prisoners are. And they get in and they drive him off the cliff. Somehow those guards survive, sure. But, like... Boy, oh boy, from the hair, the clothes, you know what Lenny Luther is? He's Poochie the dog <laughs> from The Simpsons. He so is. You can see it. You can see like where they came up with this guy who's like, the youths are going to love this That's character. Funny. That's very like, good. It's so very obviously yeah. that. Yeah. And like, that part of it is like, obviously the Lenny Luther part, like John Cryer gets a lot of like flack for that. And like, I'm not going to blame him. Um, and plus, he, again, by far and away, I think, redeems himself as the, probably one of the best Lex Luthers, if not the best Lex Luthers in live action. In the Arrowverse. Uh, in the Arrowverse. He's yeah. really goddamn good. Um, but, like, stuff like that is so silly and goofy. But at the same time, is what I mean. Like, I could see also the Silver Age introducing a random weird character like that. And you're just like, what the hell? Um, the other thing, too, like, to the Silver Age, that's the goofiness. But I think sort of could work. But then you're just like, but wait, is the <laughs> Superman, a strand of Superman's hair holding up the like thousand pound thing is so Silver Age. Like it's yeah. uh, like it's absolutely yeah. like out of the Silver Age. But then you get a moment where it's like, OK, but then Lex Luthor smashes the thing and uses bolt cutters to just cut that. And you're just like, wait, how, how did the bolt cutters do that? I think it's this- like. I think this movie reinforced for me um, something that had been like uh, creeping across the Superman one and Superman two stuff Um, is that like in my, in like my memory of all of this, like I think about like the Christopher Reeve Superman era as like clearly Christopher Reeve is the best Superman. And those first two movies are stone cold classics. Uh, You know, Margot Kidder as, as Lois Lane and Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. And now like the record scratch comes in. Or I'm like, you know what? I actually don't know how I feel about Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor at all. Uh, like, as a certain type, for sure. Like, he's funny, he's ridiculous, but like, he is like the he is like even in those first two movies, I think is like a slapstick character. And what it what it's reemphasized for me is like, I don't think that I have like a I don't have a clear sense of Lex Luthor as a character because I'm not like a huge DC Comics kid. Like, I I didn't grow up on DC Comics. 
my inroad to DC Comics was basically these movies, uh, the Burton Batman movies, and Batman the Animated Series. Uh, and so there wasn't a lot of Lex Luthor for me. I didn't do uh, Justice League or Justice League Unlimited uh, at all as uh, they were coming out. Um, I didn't touch them until like early in my career, and I never finished them, and I don't have like the sense memory for them, and I don't have like the comic book sense memory. So like I don't have like a really well defined Lex Luthor beyond Gene Hackman. I need to rehabilitate this kevin i need to like fix my lex luther problem because uh he's he's the worst he like everything involving lex luther in this movie is the worst stuff it's i mean first of all yes I'm t- I, I'm, you know, I'm, I am drawing nuclear man into that orbit okay yes good. um i mean gene hackman voices nuclear man which is hysterical Destroy Superman. Destroy, Destroy. Superman. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that as a kid. Um, like in my mind, like I, I still had like very vivid memories of like Nuclear Man, like shouting at Superman and stuff like that, and like I could hear his voice. And never once did I know because I never bothered to like dig into Quest for Peace at all. Mm-hmm. Like, Gene Hackman's Nuclear Man's voice. Yep. This poor guy, Mark Pillow, who uh, plays well, Nuclear Man. Well. Uh, you know, let's, he he never did anything. After well, this. yes, because so this let's talk about this. Uh, so this here's bombed his career. Thing. He he opened up a vineyard. Here's the thing, Josh. <laughs> now, I definitely need to look into this, but part of me doesn't want to because I want to believe the reality. But from what I understand, the reason why Mark Pillow doesn't hasn't done anything after this and hasn't really done much before is because the producers. Saw this man at a gym and was like, my lord, look at this man's physique and put him in this movie as nuclear man. I mean, I don't know. Like, if if that's true, that's ridiculous. But also, like, again, watch watch that doc. It's it's hilarious. This is the type of stuff they did, man. It's crazy. They cast this dude because they saw him at a gym or like, look at his physique. Yeah. And then they cast him as nuclear man. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes there's, like, stories of, like, people who, like, just get, like, uh, brought in, like, out of complete obscurity and then become, like, superstars. Well, but, like, sure, usually Harrison those people... Ford was a carpenter. But... Right. You know, but, like, someone's got an eye and clearly, like, this was not that. 
No. Uh, like, uh, again, on paper, I don't hate that Cinderella story. Well, in execution. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, like, the Lex yeah. Luthor of it all, I, one, I think I do need to recommend some good Lex Luthor stuff. One, uh, just, I'll send you some scenes of John Cryer. Two, the animated Lex Luthor is phenomenal. Clancy Brown's Lex Luthor is great. Uh, there's some new animated stuff I can recommend. We'll say that for the end, actually. I'll go through some of that stuff. Great. Um, but the Lex Luthor stuff here, again, on paper, I, I don't dislike certain aspects of this because the idea of Lex Luthor being like, okay, look, we tried other Kryptonians. I couldn't control them. We tried my land scheme, which was my own thing with the, with, with the bombs and the kryptonite. That didn't work. We need something to take on Superman. And the only thing that's strong enough to take on Superman is Superman. So Lex Luthor gets Superman's DNA and decides to clone him. Now, they didn't go into this here, but usually in the comics when this happens, Lex also used parts of his DNA, hence why uh, him having the voice Lex Luthor is not that far off. If I'm not mistaken, one of the things I think they wanted to do was actually layer the voices of both Chris Reeve and Gene Hackman together, (laughs) um, which would have been the nuclear man voice. Um, But that idea of cloning Superman to create something that he could control to be Superman is not crazy. Yeah. Because it exists. And this is another instance of where, why did you make this choice? Because what's being described, and even when we were watching, uh, my fiance was just like, yo, does this movie have Bizarro in it? I'm like, it does not. Because, like, on paper, this should have been Bizarro. Bizarro, for the non-Superman faithful, is is literally Bizarro Superman. Yeah, Yeah, he is Superman. uh, He's a clone of Superman. He's basically, like, imagine all the stuff we just saw about Lex Luthor wanting to clone Superman. That happens, except instead of Nuclear Man, which makes no sense, uh, it's it's a clone of Superman, and he's called Bizarro because his morals are corrupt. He's 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 the reverse of Superman because he is essentially like corrupted through various means and various stories, depending on what you read. Whether it's through Lex Luthor's influence, so he has like corrupted morals. He's a kind of disfigured. Right? He's disfigured as his clone because he's a clone, and he starts to deteriorate. He has like like white gray skin. Another thing is they're from this other planet that's like the Bizarro world where everything is opposite. It's it, it, depending on the history of Superman because it's been like 85 years. There's a lot of different interpretations, but this idea of a clone of Superman who is corrupt is Bizarro and is existing in the comics. So why not have done that, right? So instead you get Nuclear Man who I don't <laughs> why why would this why would the, the the clone of Superman who explodes into the sun through a nuclear bomb, then come out looking like that and have solar radiation powers where he's shooting fires from his hands. He can move stuff by pointing and spinning it telekinetically. He can grow his nails super long. What is that? Yeah. Where does that? Where is the sun part of that one? Like those little things that you're just like, what is happening? And then, uh, yeah, whenever he's not in direct sunlight, he powers down, which is wild. Because most of the time, you're going to be in sunlight anyway, uh, especially if you're in space, which happens. So, like, there's a lot of stuff in there that, to me, is just so wacky and so weird. But is Silver Age, on paper, Nuclear Man, Bizarro aside, Nuclear Man being created like this, a weirdo thing that shows up for one issue of the comics, who has weird powers that don't make any sense, and Superman has to fight on the moon. 100% is something you would see in the Silver Age. So again, on paper, all this stuff feels right, but the execution is where it goes all wrong. Because like you have these moments where this cool fight that I remember as a kid watching now is kind of like, it's not as uh, 
actually as cool as I remember it being. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate, right? Like you have you have this interesting moment where they're flying and chasing him through Metropolis. Like he blasts through the Great Wall of China, and so Superman has to rebuild that with his eyesight somehow. Um, not too sure how that works. Um, and the volcano eruption and Superman saves it, you know, with the lava, I think is actually, that one's pretty interesting. The Statue of Liberty stuff. But then he scratches him. He just scratches him with his weirdo nails. And Superman's like, oh no, too much. And then just down he goes. Yeah, well, it's maybe so they're like, weird. I don't know. They're like kryptonite tipped. I don't know. <laughs> I love the grasping of straws on that one. Uh, yeah. Like the bones of that is know, cool though, it, right? Like the, the, they they re- the Zod and and Ursa and non rewrote uh Mount Rushmore on a flyover. And like we true. call that movie a classic. So like <laughs> this stuff doesn't fully take me out if that stuff didn't for me. It, it, your mileage will totally vary, but like uh like there's like a slapsticky quality in all four of these movies that I I'm not I'm not I'm not against especially like kind of like in our modern era of like shit is so real uh, or like they're you know aiming for that I think you know we're we're Marvel zombies to a certain degree right and like we tend to love a lot of the MCU even if there's like maybe some of the uh, I mean we'll we'll get into it. we've been talking about the Disney Plus shows for a few weeks now uh, or it's been a few weeks since we talked about the Disney Plus shows. There's some holes there. I think in the TV realm, they've got a lot to recover. We'll talk about a Disney Plus show very, very soon. Stick around to the end of the podcast. We'll start segueing towards Loki. Um, but like, I don't know, like in like our current landscape, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind like going back to like a time where like you could get away with just like nuclear man scratches Superman and that's a problem. Yeah, you, listen. Uh, I didn't I hate be, myself watching this. I kind of enjoyed I watching. Think this it. is this is the thing. There are things like it's I feel artifact. like I could have enjoyed a lot more. Like for example, um, the the nuclear man scratching stuff. The fight could have been. I think could have been enjoyable because the bones of it are, are great. Right, the smashing of the Great Wall is interesting. The Statue of Liberty stuff is interesting. Superman saving from the volcano station is all interesting. I think that's all really cool. But it's just the execution just always felt a little bit off to me. Even the goofiness of like the end. Which is holy goddamn bejesus. Like they go into space for whatever reason, nuclear man like falls in love with Lacey, wants to, you know, kidnap her. So they go into space and nuclear man grabs her. He takes this woman into space and she's, and she's fine. fine? <laughs> like it's nonsense. Yeah, because then, of he course- ha- he's emitting some kind of like nuclear man power bubble that she's able to survive inside of. Sure. But then you have, even if you say that, what happens next is bananas. Superman pushes the moon out of orbit to block the sun. No, sorry. He changed time by spinning the Earth backwards in the first movie, and we we didn't like it, but we loved the movie. But we hated that. We did. Here's the thing. We did, but it's not without precedent. It's not it's, without precedent that it's this not kind of shit precedent. goes down. It's not without precedent. And again, it's not without precedent in the comics because this is a Silver Age move he's done before. But I think where it loses me, for all those things that I think the bones are good, like if this was a Silver Age story done goofy, I think I would have really enjoyed it. I think the difference between Superman 3 and even what we did before is I think the the actual film process or the execution of the movie, because ultimately... Maybe it's because of directing. Maybe it's because of the music choice, because the music wasn't John Williams and they did some other stuff. Sure. And maybe it's the other little pieces that I, unfortunately, more than anything, found the movie boring. 
and wasn't enjoying the entertainment value. And it wasn't because I thought yeah. everything was dumb or I didn't like it. I wanted to because, again, the bones are there. That. Superman pushing the moon out of orbit. I'm like, that's wild. Like, Lacey going into space and she's fine. That's crazy. Superman on the moon fighting nuclear man who pounds him into the ground. I love that. Iconic and Superman, for me. It's iconic. iconic. But you know what part is hilarious? Superman, when he comes back out, still takes a hot second to be like, I will pick the American flag back up. Yeah. <laughs> Killed me. Yeah. Amazing. Like, all of that stuff. Truth, on- justice, in the American way, right. bro. And all that stuff, I think, is so silly and so goofy. And I think I would have really enjoyed it if it was directed and produced and, like, filmed better. Because those are all things I think I could have watched that I enjoyed about Superman 3, right? The goofiness. But unfortunately for here, because of that, it it didn't land as much as it should. And it wasn't because of, like, this movie's stupid and terrible. It's just, I think the actual unfortunate fact is the filming of it, everything around it, not the pe- the pieces, not the actors, unfortunately falls apart. It's hard to like enjoy even the goofiness of the moments when that like I remember I remember the, the the with the train sequence, right? The guy has a heart attack and Superman has to stop the train. Um I think that's an interesting and fun sequence, but like I couldn't stop laughing <laughs> at that conductor who was just like Ugh, and like <laughs> just no offense to that guy, we didn't see his face, but wow, Academy Award winning acting on that one. Yeah. Like little things like there, you know, and of course, like the Lenny stuff. And yeah, it's like the goofy parts I'm kind of okay with, right? I like the idea of um, he gets scratched again, Zeray Silverage, and for some reason, he's an old man Superman as he's getting what nuclear man poisoning. I love like, it. You know, like I, I don't know any of that like that that that's so weird to me but like he's an old man superman but they introduced that plot point with the green crystal at the beginning and now he uses it here that all is again very very silver age very much in line with some of the comics that have happened but it's just the other parts of it i I wanted to enjoy it way more than i did and i think it's just the quality of the filming itself is really where unfortunately i got hamstrung for all these goofy ass moments that i could have liked like Josh, the Flintstones esque date, where the Flintstones date is hysterical. Where he's it's he's so like wild. he's going in like Superman dating Lois, Clark dating Lacey. Uh, well, the the all of that stuff is bad. All of that stuff is very bad. Not not the least of which is like so. This movie establishes because she wasn't in Superman three. Basically, uh, this is like continuing Lois's story from Superman two. That I guess that they have just been like. Uh, like he like snaps her in and out of her like fugue state where she remembers everything. But when like the movie wants us to believe that Lois is okay with it, right? That like when she's like like so Superman like Clark jumps off, he takes Lois with her, and then they go flying and they have the over the world and they're talking and they're reconnecting and she tells him like I remember everything and then he kisses her again. He wipes her mind again. It's it's not fair and then he kisses her again and wipes her memory again. And so the implication is that this has been happening, that they are having this like secret identity relationship basically, that Lois doesn't remember when she is like not in that state, but when she's in that state she's super cool with i'm uncomfortable Horrifying. i'm uncomfortable Horrifying. i'm really uncomfortable this. and i don't like that i did not all. remember this it's when this bad, scene happened it's not good superman when, when superman when this scene happened and he starts walking and walks off the roof with her i was like what is happening like i don't remember i didn't remember this See, at all what i thought was happening because i didn't remember it either is like i thought that this was him kind of like deciding like i'm so alone 
I don't know what to do. I have no confidants. I need like the the person who I love and knows like, I've made a mistake. And like I thought that this was like sort of like a confrontation of that. Like was like I had like this moment where I thought that that's what was going on. And then like for the rest of the movie, she was in. She was going to be in. And then he like kisses her and wipes the bed. I'm like ah, ugh, this has been happening. This has been happening. This yeah. is this is happening now, and it's been happening. Uh, and I was really icked out. I was really icked out. I thought it's, for a moment that it was going to be like, okay, so this is like an undercurrent. And then it's like, I clearly had forgotten the rest of the film. Same. I mean, I, I did not remember it. I don't like it. And it also makes the scene later so weird because the scene when he is like, you know, like kryptonite nuclear he's like sick. poison. He's, he's sick. sick. He's like, he's by the fire. He's got the blanket on. Lois shows up. She's like crying about yeah. like what she would say to Superman if she knew that she could only see him one more time. And if you read it from the view of she knows that Clark is Superman and she's saying this to Clark in that moment, it's kind of beautiful. Like, because the performances are really exceptionally great, but like, you have to imbue it with so much of your own personal exactly. take. Exactly. You have because, to. Like, the yeah. the idea that like she knows and What's is in like the text saying this is not to him, helping you at all. Yeah, it's not. And like I think that could have been such a powerful scene. I wrote that scene now because I think it's so interesting because she's upset. This she is what I mean Clark's though. Apartment. When I, when I say like there are things about the movie that I that I do enjoy, but like you have to like you have to like kind of like chunk them and make your make them your own, which is you know a sign that the movie failed for sure. Right. And to be fair, we did that with Superman three by coming up with the idea that Richard Pryor is Mister Mixes. Sure. Like, exactly. Hundred percent. In this again, like I think that scene's good, but it's just the stuff around it because we had that scene earlier is where i think this scene fails because we showed that superman is just wiping her memory back and forth and that's not okay and it's uncomfortable and she's not gonna cool. have a problem she will right. have a problem there will be a medical issue that stems from she, this let yeah. alone the fact that this is not okay it's not and that's like where i think it upsets this scene because if this scene had just happened if we didn't have that earlier scene and you have a moment where lois shows up and gives this speech and you're just like oh my god does she actually remember about everything that happened that's interesting that's fascinating but instead we know it's like super weird because he's wiping her memory so who knows it's it's things like that and not even to mention like we we're talking about the lowest part of it and again i think lois gets you know does dirty in this movie which is unfortunate but the other half of the equation because that's the lowest and superman part the clark and lacy Lacey gets introduced. See, Lacey's who I remember. I remembered Marielle Hemingway being in this movie. I remember her being the, like the main love interest, which is why I was just like, oh my God, Lois Lane's in this this much? Um, she comes in because her dad buys the Daily Planet because the Daily Planet is always getting bought by someone or some you know, like corporation. Again, presses it, continuously purchased. Right. I don't know why these rich people want to buy newspapers. They're yeah. not successful. Um, and she's like his daughter so for whatever reason well whatever reason nepotism she gets the job there but then she proceeds to sexually harass clark kent nonstop. yeah like this is clark's essential like boss basically and she is sexually harassing him she is forcing him to go to a gym to work out with her there's so many things that are also like this Kevin, is not okay in in iso uh in isolation i i love the jazzercise stuff so much i like i love christopher reeve in the sweatsuit and like the like you know isolation it's great the hunchbacking no pain uh, no gain no pain no gain i was i was telling you like that's like indelibly ingrained in me like Mm -hmm. when i hear the phrase no pain no gain i think of superman 4 yeah and i think of you know him doing like there's i he's like doing jazzercise he looks ridiculous like it's so 80s in isolation, that's fine. But the reality, of course, is he's doing it because he's being sexually sure. harassed. Yes, 
And that, of course, leads to that double date moment, right? Which, again, is so stupid and Silver Age and goofy where he needs to keep going back and forth as Superman and Clark Kent. He, for a moment, he, when he heat visioned Lois's, um, uh, um, what was it, a turkey or whatever bird she was cooking, a chicken maybe, he heat visions it, right? Because he needs to be here distracted. I, I should have thought he actually ruined the dish because he overcooked it so it would burn. And I was like, you ruined? Lois's dinner just so you could have an excuse and I was just like what a dick like she was so happy and proud of being cooking this meal and then he heat visions it but I do appreciate that I did recover where it's just like oh no he actually just cooked it to perfection which is fine Superman helps Lois cooks a perfect bird sure um, but then he's going back and forth switching you get the stuff where he goes downstairs he gets hit but hit uh, the, the, the luggage cart picks him up and he goes away so he can transform again but like as goofy as that is, part of me is just like, bro, you're Superman. Like, just show up for a few minutes and as, as Superman and just be like, hey, I actually really can't do this. There's like a fire in Indonesia. I gotta go. Yeah. And just leave. Yeah. There's no reason you need to continue this charade. You're yeah. Superman. Yeah. If it's like maybe Peter Parker, sure. But you're Superman. You got stuff you're doing. He's just looking to connect. <laughs> He's so lonely. <laughs> I mean, maybe with Lois, but again, he's being sexually harassed he's so by lo- that other woman. He's so lonely. He's so lonely. He's just looking to. He's just looking to make a friend. It's so weird. And I'm, I'm, I'm torn. And maybe, and and this is one I don't know how I feel about because we've talked about the 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 real thrust of all of this was a nuclear arms race, right? And I do think the idea of that speech is phenomenal. I think the ending speech is really great. I think Superman making a mistake. Although the hilarity, another another beautifully Silver Age moment, the hilarity of Superman taking all their nuclear weapons, which, by the way, he's like, I'm going to take all the nuclear weapons. And the next scene we see is people just shooting off nukes. And I'm like, what did the rest of the world here? He's going to come take them. We might as well use them while we can, because he grabs a bunch of them moments after giving that speech, which only leads me to believe that these other countries decide to just fire off some nukes for fun. But he picks them up. And then he throws them into a giant net yeah. that he has in the sky. And I, I remember yeah. that. I remember the giant <laughs> net. And it was just like, this is so goofy. Yeah, this is. is so stupid. And it like, it, again, on paper, it made me laugh a lot, especially now, like thinking back on it. But the, when I was watching it, I was like, this is, this is absurd. But all of that is interesting. And I think fascinating. What I don't know how I feel about is how we got there. Because the reason this all happened is because there was a speech going on and a teacher decides to talk to her students about the nuclear arms race and says, I know you all are very concerned about this. And I was like, are they like, are these like eight to 10 year olds really deeply involved in the nuclear arms race of the world right now? And then you had that kid who's staring out the window uh, whose name is Jeremy, and so Jeremy decided to speak in class today and say that he should just get Superman to do it, and he's going to write a letter to Superman. And that's how this happens, because Superman gets the letter from Jeremy, because Jeremy is deeply concerned about the state of the world in nuclear arms yeah, race. Like, I know, like, Greta Thunberg is this, so, like, I yeah. understand, like, young kids can do a lot, Well, there's just that, felt very it's, weird. It's also, it's also hard to to locate ourselves in, in that time, you and me specifically, Kevin, even though you're so much older than I am. Uh, we were so we much. Were, 
we were when this movie came out two years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so like we don't we don't have that. I, that's another thing. Like I watched this like I was like a toddler, like, mm-hmm. basically an infant. Loved this movie. Oh my god. Um, but like think about kids who are like mid to late single digits right now. You think they're not concerned about the virus? You think they're not concerned about the state of the world? They absolutely are. I mean, my my nephew like talks about it. Like it's definitely a thing. Um, and so like to like locate yourself in like nuclear panic or whatever. Like yeah, you know maybe maybe there is like this is something that you have to talk to your kids about in a classroom so that you understand why their parents are so stressed out uh, and why as a result their lives are uh, are harder. Um, so I don't take issue with that. I actually think that's relatively realistic that these kids would be concerned. They're just like their version of the concern for it, I think, would be different than yours or mine. Okay. This rarely ever, ever happens. Oh. So enjoy this moment, oh. Dr. Wiggler. Oh my God. Hold um. on. Hang on. <laughs> just give me a second to brace yep, for it. Yep, uh, hold on. I just need to like, comb my yep. hair a little bit. All right. Hold on. Let me just grab on. This. Okay. Say it. Okay. You have convinced me that this makes a lot of sense, and I think that it totally tracks. And I lo- like, I do like the idea that yes, a kid wrote to Superman because yes. he thinks it's important, and yes. Superman could do something about it. Yes, and that does put so- and, like, Superman a in a moral crisis. A kid's per- version of that would be: Why does Superman just do it? And everyone's like, "Oh shit, yeah." Why doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, fine. I, I agree with that. I think yet it's that Superman for the quest for peace is a masterpiece. No, no not, even, jokes, not even jokes, a little bit. Jokes, jokes, But yeah, that, and that leads to some, some, some cool stuff. And I do like that there is a journey for Superman as a character. Because like I said, I think him going in front of making that speech, him being like, I'm, you know, going to do that. I'm going to get rid of the nukes. I don't necessarily agree that superman should do that right and i do at the end like at the end of the movie that superman himself is like i i i can't make that choice like this is what i've come to in my decision here with this i just wish you guys could see you the way i see you and i think that's beautiful i think that's amazing i think that's wonderful yeah. if there's one good thing in this movie it is that yeah. um it is that chris reeve stuff and that superman stuff right there but like yeah it's an interesting topic because it is one of those things where when you have characters that have power like this, you have abilities like this, how much do they interfere? How much can they do? I personally think that varies from the person to person. For example, if Kevin Mahadeo had these powers, Kevin Mahadeo would solve a lot of goddamn problems. But I think Superman is different. He I think Superman is a character. So many more. <laughs> oh, so many. Um, I would definitely be like, what is a Supreme Power style? I, I don't want to. I, I, really, I really don't want to think about you with <laughs> Superman's powers. It's a terrifying thought. Horrifying. Um, like so 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 I like that, right? I like that idea of it. Um but then like yeah, you you have it wrapped up with the nuclear man part of it and that weirdness and that whole thing and it's 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 very disjointed because of I think a lot of those reasons which we haven't even talked about how nuclear man what happens to him at the end of this movie because that's a very unsuperman thing as we're talking about the superman stuff that he does that I felt was weird and superman shouldn't just, you know, take all the nuclear Do it. into the sun. Go in. Lay, uh, lay it out. Josh, so he it's not even the moon, right? He pushes the moon. Yep. We'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But you see what he does afterwards? After Nuclear Man is depowered, Superman grabs him, flies him down to Earth, and throws him 
into a nuclear reactor. Yes. He kills that man. Yes. We've debated a, a lot about like the, the whether or not he killed people in this, like what happened to Zod, all this other stuff. There's zero question that Superman murdered this person. Yeah, but in at this, this point, movie. I'm I'm inoculated to it because he killed Zod That's and Ursa and Nan. He threw them ridiculous. In. He he plummeted. He plummeted. He he had them plummet uh, from great height, depowered. We didn't an know un, how high an, those un, things were. An unsurvivable fall. We did, we or, don't know that. Or we don't or know that. An unsurvivable fall. Or if they survived, they at the very least shattered their limbs. Plausible, uh, and probably were never to walk again. Possible yeah. deniability exists in that world for that moment. There's no deniability in this. We could go back and forth about what happened to Zod, Ursa, and Nan. There's no question here. It is very obvious. It is, it Superman is not ain't perfect, as, as Kevin. visual as a he's neck not. break. <laughs> he's, he's not perfect. He, he nearly broke Zod's neck. He was going to do it, and then he got stopped. Uh, <laughs> he was about to do it. He was about to murder Zod in Superman 2, for sure. 100%. And then if you want to debate whether or not he kills them at the end of Superman 2, sure. I'm going to say he does. They don't make it. Uh, and Superman, in, certainly in the, in, the, in the theatrical cut, you never see him again. They're gone. They're dead. They're, bo- they're bodies. B-O-D-Y-S at the bottom of the Fortress of Solitude. Well, the and then he also he my, roughed up the my diner go-to. for no reason other than petty vengeance. So <laughs> Superman true. is not a perfect man. Uh, he is he he fronts as the big blue boy scout, but he's got a mean streak for sure. And this is already established for me in the previous films. I'm fine with it. Also, canonically, at this point in time, Superman has also done all of those deeply shitty things that he's done in Superman <laughs> three. three. <laughs> but he hasn't murdered a person. I do love. I By do love the idea. Action. He's like done some terrible things, and like he like blew like that ship on the water apart, like. Yeah, he also like later. he like horribly one night stand like so a lot he of did. like these terrible things that Superman's do like maybe the bad boy Superman just never went away. <laughs> it's just Superman it real well. Yeah, yeah, and For- so like in Superman four is like trying to pay homage to all of the things that have happened in the Christopher Reeve Superman films up to this point. It's a finale. There is a lot so of they homages. Have th- they have to thread those three movies, warts and all, and so that means. Yes, maybe he's uh, still a bit of a dirtbag. And yes, maybe there's some light murder uh, that needs to occur on Superman's part. But it's just it's just standing up and saluting what's come before. For a hot second, I thought you were going to argue that is he really a person if he's a clone? And I was going to be like, Josh. No, that's not what I was going to do. Nuclear nuclear man, for whatever else he is, is a person. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. This is yeah. A clone is still, still, he's, still real. he's still a person. For sure. Yeah. What happens is not great. I um, I don't I just, dis- I'm just trying to say like is it without precedent? I don't know. This is where we're gonna this one we're gonna disagree on because no, this <laughs> most, one's straight up hardcore murder. Mostly just joking, but uh, uh yeah. yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I do love also like after this is all done, he he basically like takes Lenny who, of course, naturally uh, uh, has a catchphrase in this movie. Because, again, like Poochie, he needs a catchphrase, which is that, Correct. like, oh, no, that he just <laughs> repeats several times in this film. Yeah. Takes him and drops him off at a youth center, which I think is pretty good. That it's just like um, the, the the priest is just like, yeah, sure, we'll take him in. And I do like that Superman, you know, does that because I do think it's Superman-ish to, like, you have a young kid who's clearly down the wrong path. 
and wants to not just be like go to jail is actually rehabilitation and trying to have them go down the right path i think that's great he does throw luther in jail because luther is definitely not a good person possibly irredeemable because as you know uh it's common knowledge quote it is common knowledge you hate children and animals and anyone that hates children and animals is beyond reason at this point Mm. so (laughs) luther is gonna go back to jail and i love that he explains uh how did he how does superman know and superman says high school physics born from the sun must be source of his power and i wrote down that's not physics like that's that's not what physics is about sure i thought that was funny i feel like he sells you on it with the conviction uh christopher reeves this this final scene between uh christopher reeves superman and gene hackman's lex luther uh i love I really do. First of all, I love all of like the uh, uh, the prisoners just like ruthlessly mocking yes. Lex Luthor as he lands. Uh, and then I I love this final exchange of Lex saying, "Is the world going to be vaporized?" And Christopher Reeve in like his most brilliant Christopher Reeve, just like confident uh, personality fueled Superman of just like being the best, just responds with no. It's the same as it's always been, Luther. On the brink with good fighting evil. See you in 20. Uh, it's just it's a, it's, phenomenal, it's a phenomenal line, uh, and it's delivered brilliantly. And that's basically the end of the film. Uh, and that's the, that's the stuff for me where I, I will say, like, I, I enjoyed watching this movie. There is no universe where I am arguing that this movie is better than any of the films that we've talked about in this series. Obviously not. Um, But it has been literal decades since I've revisited Christopher Reeve as Superman, and I have no idea when it's going to happen for me again. Probably not soon. Probably a long, long time from now. Uh, And I loved getting... I loved getting this chance to revisit someone who meant a lot to me as a kid, not in like the way that, you know, he means to you, you know, you're really wrapped up in his mythology. You know, you've read so much of his stuff. Like it's different. Like I'm not challenging your love for Superman. I'm saying, I think it's like a different kind. Like mine is just like purely sense memory. Just like I would wear the costume and that would be great. Um, And to like go and, and see that and like both like say hello to it. And then in this to say goodbye to it, uh, was like a really wonderful experience for me. So I, I don't care the movie is shitty. Uh, Christopher Reeve is great, and it was it was he he really he really is still trying even in the midst of this mess. And I appreciate it, and I see it, and I really I really enjoy him in this. Like I feel like there's something about how old is he in this movie? Uh, is is Christopher Reeve at this point? He's got to be like, um, yeah, he's like he's like almost. 40 not quite but like he's like i don't know he's like our age yeah you know uh and like i feel like i see that on him uh like i feel like I I he's see, exactly our age. like i feel like i see mid 30s superman and there's a difference between that and late 20s superman uh you know who we had been hanging out with up until this moment um i don't know i don't know it's not a good movie uh, you see, that's okay because but like, I, think I think I do love it. I do think I love this movie, and that's you know I, I'm a big proponent of people uh, having those things that you can acknowledge. This is a terrible film, but I love it. Certainly, I am guilty of that about certain franchises. Um, but and I think that's fine. I think that's fine. I think that the fact that you enjoy this movie, but you can acknowledge that it's bad, 
is what's key, right? Like if you were convinced like this movie, this movie is a good movie, I'd be like, you're crazy. Um, right. and I, and that's the thing. Like, I wish I had that experience and I didn't, unfortunately, because like for me, like I said, I think the things we're calling out that are good are good. And I think there's like the pieces that could work. I think on paper, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff on paper. There's like a solid structure on paper. There is a silver age story that, that you could have done. But I think the things around it, the low budget, the rushed production, the the quality of, of, of directing, the, the music choices, I think all of that is where the movie, unfortunately for me, ended up being boring, not paced sure. well enough. Yep. And that's where that's where it faltered, which sucks because again, I think there could have been really cool stuff. I think as a as a last moment of Superman for Chris Reeve, I think he carried the torch up to the end. Uh, the best way he could <laughs> and then waited for the last blew second and blew yeah. it out <laughs> um, and so i i think that's all really great and i yeah. think that's all really powerful and of course these movies have a huge huge meaning for me and it was incredible revisiting them um at the very least i think this movie got you watching the superman and lois tv show which is awesome yeah and i'm glad two that that's happening two behind now. um but, like, that stuff is great. And, like, so there's stuff, and I think it's so hard to, like, find the good stuff, too. I think this is so great. And for people who want to read or watch more of the Superman stuff, I think there's, I definitely encourage the Superman and Lois show. You can jump right into there. Uh, John Cryer is phenomenal as Lex Luthor. But, you know, the Supergirl show, there's a lot of seasons. The CW stuff is really hard to get into. Superman and Lois works because it is very self-contained. You don't need to see anything else. Uh, you can just jump right in so there. So far. Yeah, so far. Um, but there's other things that, that's the, the, the old DCAU, DC animated series, Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series, especially into justice league, the justice league United highly encourage that. I think that's such a phenomenal representation of Superman throughout there. You get the other members of the justice league as they come in, you get arguably one of the best Lex Luthers, which is Clancy Brown voicing Lex Luthor and is incredible, really, really well done. Um, and most recently, I have to say, I got to give a shout out to this because this blew my mind. For a long time, I have not been into, I love that old DC stuff, right? The Bruce, Bruce Timverse, as it's called. I was not that into the more recent DC animated movies. They've been doing these animated movies for a very, very long time. A lot of them were self-contained. They were one-offs. They were pretty good. I enjoyed a lot of them, some more than, the, uh, more than others. But recently, in the last couple of years, I really disliked them. They've had it like animation style I wasn't into. They were hyper violent. They would just curse because they were like, we can be R rated. And I just felt it was really edge lordy. Didn't Batman have sex on a rooftop with Batgirl or something in one Correct. of them? Yeah. Correct. Um, but most recently, starting last year, they have essentially rebooted this film universe. There's a brand new animation style, brand new voice cast, and they've been doing movies. They've done two so far. I'm going to shout out Riley from our like our patron Riley for recommending this originally, and I watched them both, and they are fantastic. The first one is Superman: Man of Tomorrow, and that kickstarts this new universe. There's only been two. That's the first one, and it is a very amazing introduction to Superman. It is like Superman one for modern day, essentially, right? It's the Superman coming to Metropolis, meeting Lex Luthor. It's really, really well done. Zachary Quinto voices Lex. And oh, that's that is an inspired choice. He is really great. And I'm like, oh, of course. That's such a great um, choice for Lex Luthor. It's really, really, really well done. And then the second movie that they did that just came out, and it is 
so supremely my jam, I can't even describe, is Just Society World War II. Equally incredible. Phenomenal uh, voice cast, phenomenal animation, incredible action. Um, and they just do some really good stuff with the DC universe. And there's some good, like, Man of Tomorrow, phenomenal Superman beats. There's some interesting Superman beats in uh, Justice Society I don't want to get into. But worth the watch. I think if you're looking for something that that's also Superman-ish, that, that can help you explore the DC universe, I think that's a great point if you just want to do animation. You just want to do, um, uh, like, you know, visual versus reading comics. I, I highly recommend that as something new. Um, and then for the comics, I mean, there, there's a ton, right? There's there's a ton of comics. Uh, Superman Secret Identity, Superman Red Sun, uh, All-Star Superman. Um, there's just a lot of things I think you can delve into. You can get lost on Superman if you try to just read every story, the long-running 85-year stuff. But there's some great one-off adventures I would highly, highly recommend. Um but yeah, uh, I'm I'm so glad that this happened, that we were able to talk about this, these movies that have meant so much, I think, to both of us. Uh, and and Chris Reeve in this role was so iconic and so important. Obviously, the the tragedy of what happened was it's just awful. Yeah. Um. But you know, the work he did afterwards, I think, carrying on that legacy, you know, embracing the idea of like the supermanness of it all, and trying to continue to do good. Um, in a world where you know something so tragic and horrible happened, yeah, um, yeah, I I loved going back. Uh, I'm so glad that we did. I'm glad it really worked out. The timing was amazing. Um, uh, do you feel incomplete that we're not doing Superman Returns? No, because like for me, it's weird. I I actually had rewatched Superman Returns relatively recently, and like so many things that like between Superman three and Superman four. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff in there, but there's also a lot of bad stuff, you know, um, that don't that don't work for me. I think uh, Superman Returns is is I think encumbered by being a part of this universe, and I don't think it unfortunately adds to the universe. Um, if anything, I think it does like weird stuff into that universe where I felt like we were okay with where we left off, um, and I don't think Superman Returns is the ideal continuation of that world. I do think, hilariously, um, the CW, you know, the Arrowverse did Crisis on Infinite Earths, which brought back that version, the Chris Reeve into Brandon Routh version of that Superman. And I think that version in the Arrowverse is... It worked. It worked really goddamn well. Yeah. Um, He's only in there briefly, but it worked really, really well. Um, So, yeah, I, I think Superman Returns, I think, does have problems there. It is unfortunate what I'm about to say right here, but... There's one line. I think uh, I think almost everything else around the Lex Luthor character isn't good, but there's a moment where Lex is saying something about like um talking about Prometheus and like bringing, you know, like how he stole fire and the gods punished him and all this stuff and uh Parker Posey who's basically like his mishmasher is just like, "Are you calling yourself a god?" and Lex is just like, "Nope, I'm just Prometheus. I'm trying to bring fire to the people." And it was just such a well-delivered, well-done like done Lex Luthor line about how he sees himself as like, the gods have this, Superman has this, and he should be sharing his gifts with humanity. So I'm just, you know, Prometheus trying to take fire and bring it down to the people. And I was like, that's an awesome characterization of Lex Luthor. Unfortunately, yeah. they fall back into the Gene Hackman list, like, land scheme! And I'm just like, Jesus. Christ. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the Lex Luthor of these movies. Right. And that's what I mean, where yeah. the, that Superman Returns is unfortunately encumbered by being uh, Connected to tied this. to that yeah. universe, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Because if you're also going that route, then you have to be like, "Are we going to do Supergirl?" And I'm like, what? "No, no, no, no." I'm I'm look I'm looking forward to to the day that there's another Superman movie. Like there will also come a time inevitably uh, that we will return to it the character. Inevitable. There, you know, so, someday like we will be getting into like modern DC stuff. Like that's inevitable. We'll get into Man of Steel and all of that. Um, I do think that that's that's just going to happen at some point. Um, and like there is a world where like I would love I would love to do more uh animated stuff. I, I I feel like that's probably patron content at some point in time when we're when we're ready to pull the trigger. Also, like if there's enough interest from from people, uh like, you know, the X-Men uh cartoon isn't gonna watch itself. Uh, you know, a lot of like Batman Beyond and all this stuff. Like it's not gonna watch itself. I, I would love to do it. I think it's patron content at some point in time. Um, but not just the second unless like I say this now and then like a thousand people scream and they're like, do it now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I am susceptible to pressure. Uh so that that could help. Um this has been such a fun series to do. Uh it's it was just like nice and refreshing, and now we go back to work. Uh, you know what I mean? Like now we now we go back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I don't and I don't want to talk about it too much right now because we are going to do a whole other podcast about this very very soon. Uh, the 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 schedule is shifting as of this moment. Everything is super has been a Monday podcast for the last little while. It's about to become a Friday podcast as we are about to embark on Loki uh, on Disney Plus is coming out on June 9th. Um, coming next on Everything is Super, we are going to do a Loki uh, preview show. We'll talk about Loki as a character. I think it'll be a lot of like general bantery type stuff, just like sort of like establishing our takes on where we are with the MCU right now, because it's been a minute since I've talked about it on the podcast, other than um, the Falcon the Winter Soldier feedback show. But I feel like I still have a lot more to say. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to to dig into that. If you want to send us feedback for that show, uh, it's recording pretty soon. So get it in really quickly if you can. Super at postshowrecaps.com is our general feedback address. Or you can email Kevin, Kevin at postshowrecaps.com. You can email me, Josh at postshowrecaps.com. We will have our Loki preview show coming out this coming Friday uh that's i believe june 4th is when that is going to be uh and we will be on fridays for at least the next little while as loki becomes a wednesday show starting june 9th we were going to record uh later that same night and then we'll have the podcast out that friday so this is the last monday everything is super for a while we're going to be a friday show the the big bonus of that is you get to everything is super podcasts this week uh so that's exciting for you so that's just the news let's not dig into loki as a character right now kevin we got to save ourselves some content for next time but i think it it is like a fun uh that's a fun swing from superman to loki you know those are like very (laughs) opposite characters so i think like uh go from like the 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 yeah the upstanding persevering you know uh ideal uh you know person to the trickster god who yeah. just loves messing around with things. But two gods. I mean, we go from Superman to Mixed Pit, like basically, right? It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. So get that feedback in in the aforementioned channels. Or, of course, you can hit up Kevin on Twitter at Kev Mahadeo. I am at Round Howard. You can also talk to us if you are a patron of Post Show Recap, specifically in the Discord. We are very present in the Discord. We would love to continue these conversations with you there. It's the start of a month, depending on when you're listening to this. It's the 
the end of the month or the start of the month. Uh, May 31st is when this drops. June 1st is when the podcast comes. Uh, it, May 31st is when the podcast comes out. Uh, June 1st is uh, right around the corner. It's a perfect time to sign up. Patreon.com slash recap. Start of the month is always a great time. That's when Patreon charges you. Uh, so it's a great time to get a lot of bang for your buck. You get the exclusive podcast feed at that $5 level. You get to hear Kevin Mahadeo talk about the Mighty Ducks uh, with DJ LaBelle Klein with special guest this week with you and Melissa. It was the finale of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, if I am not mistaken. It is the final episode of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, We had such a fantastic time talking about it. Um, But it's not the final episode of the podcast. We are doing one more episode coming up um, next week in which we delve into... The Mighty Ducks animated series. It's crazy. So we are rounding out. We started with the TV. We started with the traditional movies. We did the TV series. And the only place to end was that animated series. And so that's what Melissa and I will be doing for our final Mighty Ducks podcast. So consider signing up patreon.com slash post show recaps to listen to that podcast and so many more. So many things happening. June is the launch of the 24 podcast. Worst day ever. Just around the corner. Down the hatch is happening. Community building is happening. Hang in there is happening. The bloom files are happening. It's just a lot of things that happen to be happening right now. Great time to support the show. Consider signing up. Patreon.com slash recaps. Kevin, anything else that you want to talk about before we close the book on uh, uh, Superman? Um, two quick things. One thing, um, on Ang in there, I was actually the guest this week for Ang in there in which we covered the episode, the drill from season two. Uh, I love that episode. So I was really excited to talk about that, um, with, uh, Jake and Zach. And I, yeah, so definitely check that out. Uh, I had a really great time. There's some great jokes. Uh, we had a blast. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope everyone enjoyed watching his movies with us and following us along. If you didn't watch it, um, if, if you haven't seen them, I hope this podcast maybe encourage you to check them out. The Chris Reeves film are just so good and such a huge impact and like entertaining to watch. Um, and I'm glad that a lot of them held up in different ways. Uh, so it was fun being able to visit that and, and, and have some fun watching these movies. And yeah, hit me up if you want to, you want to chat Superman stuff. If you want any recommendations on certain books, I can, I'm always glad to give those. Kevin is a resource uh, yeah. who is like, uh, all too happy to be available to you. <laughs> uh, so don't, you know, don't be shy. Say hi. Yeah. Um, and thanks. Thanks everyone for listening to this. This is great as we leave Superman and get into some low key stuff. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are we going to say? Everything is low key awesome. Everything is so low key awesome. Everything right is like low key pretty great. Yeah. I think that's probably <laughs> where we will be going uh, as soon as this coming Friday, just a few days from now. So get that feedback in. Get ready. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> so long, Superman is not exactly <laughs> right. Uh, but that is what I will say as we say bye to see Superman. See you in 20, Josh. <laughs> see you in 20, Superman. Uh, and we'll see you all in just a couple days with the start of our Loki coverage. Take care, everybody. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.